0: Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks such as delicious, refreshing frozen ice cream sandwiches. A wonderful snack to have for the summer. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy. And with us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how are we doing today?
1: I'm I'm excited for the summer. Are you? Sun's out, guns out. Ooh,
0: sun's out, guns out. We took a we took a little bit of a of a hiatus for the week. I mean, after Infinity War, you kind of got to just take a step back and reevaluate everything that's going on in your life. But now we're back. We're saying bye bye to spring. Technically, Infinity War was the start of the summer movie season, but since that has laid waste to pretty much everything the last two weeks, we are here to start summer for reals now. Now that Thanos is in the is sort of in the rear view mirror. Um, and if we're being honest, Infinity War came out April 27th, which isn't really the summer. But we are, number one, we're getting really close to our one year anniversary. We're like two weeks away from it, which is crazy to think about. And, uh, and we're here to herald in the summer movie season, David. Got a lot of movies coming out, obviously, this summer. Some of them, a lot of them are big franchise movies. We're not going to go through all of them today just be, for the sake of time. Um, but as you well know, listening to the podcast, one of the things that that we enjoy um, kind of breaking down is the effect that these movies have on like the public, the box office, on, on all all those kinds of things. So that's that's some things that we're going to kind of explore. We're going to make some predictions who we think are going to be our top 10 box office winners of the summer. We're going to go through each weekend of the summer and we're going to predict what we think is going to be the number one movie that summer. But before we get to that, David, I want to talk about movies that we're excited about. And so I kind of divided them into three categories. We divided The first one is just Three films that we're excited about just right off the bat. And then I want to talk about three original films that we're looking forward to. No sequels, no adaptations, which is really hard to do. I mean, there's got to be only a handful of them in the summer. And then the last thing is I want to talk about three movies that we think individually are kind of falling under the radar and not enough people are talking about. Uh, So, David, I'll start with you. Let's go with those first three films that you're excited for and, and why not, you know, why you're excited about them. What do you got?
1: All right. Well, first and foremost, I think for me, I am excited for Deadpool 2. Okay. Coming out this weekend. Coming out this weekend. I was, I loved the first one. Mm. It was fantastic. Everything you've heard thus far is that this one is just as good or better. Yeah. Um there's already been teasers about how the end credit scene <laughs> is the best ever. Um and I just I mean it would be fun to have Josh Brolin in there. I feel like him and Ryan Reynolds have have been fun just in like their media tours alone. Sure. Um so I'm excited for that. Uh so that's number 1 for me. All right. I, I like th- it. I think number two for me is Ant-Man and the Wasp, mostly because after what we just went through with Infinity War, I think it's hard not to be excited for just whatever we get next from Marvel. That's a very good point. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. When does this take place? What is going on? How does Mm -hmm. it implicate into Avengers 4 next year? So I... I don't know if it was in my top three pre-Infinity War, but it's definitely in my top three now. Okay. Um, And then last for me, it was a tough one to pick a a last film here that I'm excited for. Um, There's a number of good options, I feel like. But I think I'm going to go with... I got to go with Ocean's 8. Okay. Even though the the trailers have, have not wowed me, and I feel like... I'm being set up for disappointment. Sure. They've been
0: weird trailers lately. They just have felt off. Yeah. Like they felt, as I strike the table here, they just haven't really, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about it, but um, I I still, I'm sticking with it. I'm such a big Oceans fan that I can't
0: not include it in my top three that I'm most excited sure. for. Sure. Sure. Oddly enough, David, none of those three films made my list. That's because you don't know what to be excited about. (laughs) What I'm talking about. Well, I mean, like, obviously I'm excited for Deadpool 2 and Ant-Man and Oceans and, like, The Incredibles 2, which is just Incredibles 2, or movies like Tag. Like, I'm in on those. I'm very, very excited for a lot of movies coming out. But the top three that I am excited for, number one, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It has been well documented on social media, on on this podcast, that I am in the bag for Jurassic Adventures, no matter what it is. And I just love what I'm seeing from it. I love the imagery that I'm getting from J.A. Bayona. They're saying all the right things. I love Jurassic World. I know Jurassic World was a fairly divisive movie. But I really enjoyed Jurassic World. And to see this pivot towards something maybe a little more claustrophobic, a little more isolated, I'm, I'm all about it. So Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, definitely one of the films I'm excited for. Another one that I'm excited for, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mission Impossible, and I again, quietly, not so quietly, has become one of the most consistent franchises maybe ever. This is what? Number 6? Number 7? I think it's number 6. I think it's 6. Could be 6. Um they're bringing back the same director Christopher McQuarrie who's amazing. And again, they're saying all the right things. Tom Cruise is a nut job who's doing all these crazy stunts. They taught him how to fly a helicopter so he could fly a helicopter for these scenes. They're doing they're doing uh parachute jumps. They're doing all these... They're jump, he's breaking his ankle, jumping across rooftops and things like that. And I just love a good Mission Impossible spy thriller. I love how Henry Cavill looks. Henry Cavill looks like a million bucks, beating the shit out of people. So I'm all about Mission Impossible Fallout. And then my third one is one that I didn't know I was excited about until today, David. Because the trailer for Black Klansman came out for Spike Lee. And I, you, I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan. But... I think this looks like one of his most entertaining movies, maybe going back to Inside Man. And I know you have a love for Inside Man. Mm -hmm. I very much love Inside Man. And this just looks like, number one, the cast looks phenomenal. Number two, the trailer is just, it's got an attitude to it. It's really, really good. Um, And it's based on a true story, obviously. Uh, And I... (laughs) I mean, I I think we're going to get somewhere in the middle between like Inside Man Spike Lee, who is making like his most commercial movie and then like angry, you know, black representative of the black community, Spike Lee, uh, for just the subject alone. Um, but it looks like a lot of fun. It's it's a, a crime drama about a, a black cop who infiltrated the, the KKK. Up in fucking Colorado and got Adam Driver in it. Topher Grace, I'm all about that. So those are the three movies that I'm excited for: Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Mission Impossible: Fallout, and Black Klansman. Now the next one I really wanted to try and challenge us to look at original films, and that's usually easy with like comedies. Um, You know, for example, oh God, you know you go back to Tag. Well, that's sort of a you know, adapted from a true story, but it's not a book or anything like that. Um, Sorry to Bother You looks absolutely crazy. Um, There's a few comedies coming out that are original. And again, that's usually easier to do, like The Spy Who Dumped Me, things like that. A little bit easier to do comedies, making comedies original. But I wanted to pick three original movies that I think from everything that I have seen were not adapted from a previous material. And the first one I have on my list is Hotel Artemis with Sterling K. Brown. Um fucking Jeff Goldblum is in it. And it's it's kind of and the reason I'm excited about that, because it kind of looks like it has this same weird mythology built into it that like a John Wick does. And, and that's one of those films that like has a mythology to it, but it's not It's not leading on it a ton. You know, it's not like Well, there's a mythology and you got to learn all these things about a mythology. Like, it kind of just shows you what's going on. And it just looks like Hotel Artemis is going to be part of that. You know, you got Jodie Foster Mm -hmm. doing things. Drew Pierce directed it. And Drew Pierce is is a badass. Um, Crazy big cast with Batista, Charlie Day. So I'm all about Hotel Artemis. The next one is, I don't think this is any surprise, but Skyscraper featuring mm-hmm. future president the rock.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: that's pretty much all you need to know about it. It's The Towering Inferno meets Die Hard with the Rock as an amputee. I'm in. I'm you you pitch me that. I'm in. That's all I need to say about skyscraper. And then the last one is one that has been talked about for a long time, almost 10 years. This film has been trying to get made. And it comes, it comes in, I believe, near the tail end of the summer, August 17th, which we really should be saying the release dates for these movies, but whatever. But it's the Happy Time Murders, which apparently they just screened footage at Cinemacon. It's directed by Brian Henson, stars Melissa McCarthy, Joel McHale, Maya Rudolph, Elizabeth Banks, but it's an R-rated detective murder mystery with muppets Mm -hmm. fucking in a thousand percent in on all of that it's like not to mention the fact that it's being done by the jim henson company these are not just puppets these are actual muppets that are being a part of a a hard-boiled murder mystery i'm so pumped about that um those are so those are my three original films hotel artemis skyscraper and the happy time murders. What about yours?
1: Well, I mean, I feel like I need to, I mean, Muppets are kind of an established, uh, well, they're an established brand. franchise. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's
0: fine. We could argue about That's that right. for a while. That's right.
1: So anyways, good choices. Happy time was actually on my, on my list. Okay. But I have, uh, I had a backup in case you stole one of mine. So, in, 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 uh, hey, I'm
0: keeping it to just three. In effort
1: to provide six under the original movies, uh, I'll provide, (laughs) I'll provide, provide three different ones. So, okay. Um, first one is, and, and you'll probably tell me some of these because I didn't do as much research on them to make sure sure that they truly are 100% original. But the first one's terminal okay which is our like noir thriller with uh margot Robbie. yep simon pegg um follows kind of the life of two assassins so i'm a big simon pegg fan mike myers uh, too mike myers is in there we uh-huh. haven't seen mike myers since like the early 2000s i feel like sure. except for his random uh Brief appearance in what Inglorious Bastards he
0: did that and he's doing the gong show as like a completely different character. Yeah, it's not him, it's Jimmy Holiday or something. Yeah, I don't know what his, what his fake name is. Yep, so okay,
1: I'm excited for that one. I, I think it'll be a, a good good popcorn film, you know, maybe a similar to our uh, yeah, our uh, Atomic Blonde from last year. Okay, um, okay, I can I'm, see that. I'm gonna put a really random one on there and I don't think it's gonna be a great movie, but it. I I I'll be honest. I'll probably see it just for for fun, um, because it reminds me of like what Space Jam did, which is the Uncle Drew
0: movie. Okay, yeah, that fit. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if we've ever really dived into it, but like you, I mean your basketball. Yeah, like that's your.
1: I'm big into sports movies. Yeah, I've talked about before. I think on this where we don't get any good or maybe we just talked about it separately. We we don't get good sports movies anymore. Yeah, not like. really. Like we get like the over the top like dramatic like you know, blindsides and stuff sure. like that. But like we don't get any just like good fun family comedy. Family comedy like that are actually good movies that aren't like Airbud 16 or or movies like that. Like, sure. So not that I think this necessarily falls under that category. Maybe it does. I don't even know what it's going to be rated. But um, you know, it's I've always I've always enjoyed the Uncle Drew commercials and to get basketball players that are probably not very good at acting yeah. in there, it'll be it'll be entertaining. Well not least. only
0: yeah, not only do you I mean you got your Kyrie Irving, you got your you got your NBA stars, but Lil Ray How Howry's in it, freaking Tiffany Haddish is in it, Nick Kroll's in it. Like those are big comedy stars right now. Yeah. So I think that that probably will be a pretty successful movie. Yeah. I think so. Um,
1: and then, you know what? I'm, you know what? I feel like this. I, I had a couple that I was between. Okay. Um, tag was definitely on my radar there um, for another comedy in there. Um, but I'm going to go with one from. From good old A24. <laughs> okay. And the more I've read about it, the more I've 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 liked it. And maybe this should have gone more on my Under the Radar one. Okay. But um, I'm going with Under the Silver Lake. Ooh. So this one's like a comedy drama. It's got Topher Grace and Andrew Garfield in it. But just the whole concept of it sounds really interesting to me. And, and as much as we've kind of bagged on A24 movies at times on this podcast, <laughs> um, the concept of it sounds cool kind of fun sure it reminds me of like uh oh, what was the movie with um russell crowe and
0: nice guys nice guys okay like
1: nice guys la confidential like it seems like it's going for like that kind of time period of like stumbling on to something bigger than was, and it's set in la just like those movies yep. so
0: it's a know. noir it's a noir comedy detective film neo-noir comedy drama yeah like that's and it's directed by the guy who directed it follows which is one of the more well-regarded horror films to come out in the last decade or so like yeah. that is a renowned horror film so you know that David Robert Mitchell's got the goods in terms of directing sure you're right in, in insane cast he stumbles upon a larger more sinister conspiracy involving billionaires celebrities urban myths and even pop culture I'm in yeah that's perfect so, and and when we're talking about and this is
1: the important thing though is we're talking about original movies so absolutely obviously there's plenty of other movies that i'm very excited about but these days original movies you don't get a whole lot to choose from no uh, it's but hard. this but this one you know sounds like a fun concept and
0: something that i'm looking forward to yeah so. oh it's premiered at con i wonder if they got any uh reviews for that I'll have to check that out. All right. And then last but certainly not least before we get into some box office conversation, three movies that you think aren't being talked about enough. Now, granted, as we look through some of these films, like we have films that are coming out near the end of August that we don't have trailers for yet. Shit, we like we don't have a Happy Time Murders trailer yet, so I don't think enough people are talking about that. We don't have a trailer for Mile 22, directed by Peter Berg, starring Mark Wahlberg. So obviously some of these movies are probably going to be quote-unquote you know, not talked about enough. So that's something that I tried to think about when I was going through this list, but let's go through yours. Three movies that you think aren't being talked about enough. Um, and again, you know, maybe they are being talked about. Maybe we're just not hearing it. So, what are, what do you think that you're not hearing enough about? And well, you want to hear more? About?
1: Number number one for me is Sicario. Um, okay, mine too. That's. I mean, we're talking about a movie that everybody seemed everybody that saw it, and again, not tons of people saw the first one, right? But everybody that saw it thought it was amazing. Yeah, we're talking about a very big friend and 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 f- fan of the, and, of the podcast Good friend of the podcast friend of the podcast and taylor sheridan who's Love involved taylor, in it taylor sheridan and really hasn't made a misstep yet yet knock on wood i mean his last two movies wind river and um, um
0: oh my god Heller like, high water there you go i was blanking on it too
1: <laughs> Heller high water were fantastic Mm -hmm. and yet and he's
0: doing that tv series
1: and he's doing that tv series costner and we've got del toro we got another brolin Brolin. it's a big brolin year by the way brolin's
0: doing great this year
1: um but for as good as it was like people aren't talking about the sequel as much and maybe it's because it falls under that category of people didn't think a sequel was necessary yeah but different director yeah i guess but anyways, that's that's number one for me. Um, second for me is um, one we've already briefly talked about is Tag. Okay. Um, I think I mean you've got some pretty funny people in it. I like the idea of Jeremy Renner being in a comedy. We haven't gotten a whole lot. Jer- Jeremy Renner is, is like low key funny. Like if Good for- if you think about like movies he in mm-hmm. he's in, he usually has some funny scenes in there. Wasn't
0: he in? Um, the unfortunate Will Ferrell Amy Poehler comedy, The House, in which we talked yeah, about. Yeah, he last was. Year. He
1: had a random cameo in there. Yeah. he's the guy that ends up getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. But yeah, not a
0: lot of comedies on here.
1: No, and I feel like, but if you go back to his movies, like even take the Avengers movies, like he has some some funny moments sure. as Hawkeye in there and some funny interactions. So, and even just I feel like seeing other things that he's done, like. He definitely has that capability in him so i'm interested to see you know him with some people that we are more traditionally used to seeing in comedies like jake johnson uh ed helms people like that and then even seeing um john ham i feel like i don't remember john ham ever since baby driver last year Mm -hmm. and he was fantastic in that and you know he's funny yeah you know he can be funny so i feel like tag i mean it's starting to get marketed a little bit more we've got a trailer now Um, and that but i just feel like people aren't really talking about it and it's only you know it's about a month away from coming out and and
0: not for nothing but good on jeremy renner for showing up in a a comedy that's the kind of shit we're always talking about that like you think they tried to get christian bale for that role (laughs) like we're always waiting for christian bale to take a role in one of these comedies one day it's gonna happen dude i feel like one day but until then good on jeremy renner good on his agent you know, we need to make a career pivot. We need to see that you're diverse. We need to see that you're versatile. So we're going to do this big comedy surrounded by a bunch of comedy all-stars. You're going to hold your own. I'm with you. I'm excited about it. What's yep. your last one? My last one was one that you've
1: already listed, but was the Hotel Artemis. Okay. Um, Again, we're less than a month away from it. It's got some huge names in it. You'd think, you know, and, and obviously Batista's lower down the list on the cast, but like, You'd think, like, with some of the momentum from him in in the Avengers
0: movies, yeah. Think Sterling about, K. Brown is like went, has won like Golden Globes and Emmys. He's everywhere right now. He was in Black Panther. Damn it!
1: Yeah, you've got you know Goldblum and Jody there. Foster. You've got Charlie Day, Zachary Quinto. Um, you've got lots of big names in it, and yet I feel like, and as you mentioned, even Drew Pierce directing it, um, you'd think it'd be getting talked about a little bit more. Now, I will say. Sometimes when movies that have big names in it and are not getting talked about, (laughs) aren't getting talked about, I start to worry for the movie in the sense that maybe it's not a very good movie because it has a lot of things going for it, but no one's talking about it.
0: Yeah, like when there's only like one trailer released, like I think it was for, oh God. One of the other ones that you talked about where it's like we we only got one trailer for this and we haven't seen... Tag. I mean, tag. not to not to beg on Tag or anything, yeah. but I've only seen one trailer for Tag. And maybe you don't want to do a lot of trailers for comedies. Because you lose all your jokes. Right. <laughs> so that could be why. But I always get concerned when I only see one trailer for a film. It's true. So very good point. So, all right. Good list. I also had Sicario on mine um, for all the same reasons that we talked about. I had... And maybe these films just need time to ramp up with their marketing. But I feel like the Meg is a big opportunity here. I mean, we have like the fact that like somebody just hasn't come out and said like Jason Statham against a Megalodon shark. I feel like they they're they're gonna get to that point, but they haven't yet. Um, And that one trailer came out and it really kind of had everybody like laughing like this looks so insane. It'll it'll probably work. Um, but I'm more hyped about that movie than probably anybody right now, just because like we're gonna get a big big budget giant shark movie. I'm always in on big budget giant monster movies, always. And if you're gonna put Statham in it, shut up. I'm. Why are we not talking about this more? This is great. Um, and then the last one for me, this one is probably more. Again, it's probably more of a an, a a really deliberate rollout, but. I don't think we're talking enough about Christopher Robin. (laughs) Um, And again, that's probably because Disney has like four movies coming out within the next three months and they are need to be very, very deliberate with how they roll these, trailers out and how they start the marketing i mean we're just getting done with avengers we're gonna go right into solo then we're gonna go right into um in, uh, incredibles and then i mean do we have more between then and now like there's there's just so many disney movies coming out that i feel like we're sort of kind of maybe forgetting a little bit that christopher robin is coming out in august and like that's a there's a lot there's that's big to me like a live action Winnie the Pooh with an old Christopher Robin and you get the cartoon voices and we saw the trailer and everyone was like oh my god I'm gonna cry in this movie I know I'm gonna cry in this movie and then nobody's really talking about it now again I anticipate that they're probably gonna ramp up this conversation but I'm kind of shocked that really all we got is that trailer and nothing else thus far Um because I feel like that movie could be a massive. I mean, just like every Disney movie could be massive. I feel like every single one of Disney's movies that are coming out could, should, and will make over two hundred million dollars. Um, but we'll see. So, so those are the movies that we are excited about for the summer. Now, I wanted to do a little predicting, David. I know that we, you and I, like to do our predictions. I wrote my predictions down, but not. Counting the Avengers, because I think we all know that the Avengers is going to be considered the number one movie of the summer. I will be shocked if anything beats it. Not counting the Avengers, I wanted to go through our top 10 bo- our predictions for what we think are going to make the top 10 in box office. What are going to be the biggest movies box office wise for the top 10 of the summer? Now, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first on this?
1: Let's uh Let's go... You want to go number by number? Number by number. Okay, okay. I like it. We'll alternate.
0: Now, I did create three backups just in case for some reason we get some like weird tie where we got like five right. Mm-hmm. So my 13, 12, and 11 in that order are The Meg, Hotel Transylvania 3, and Mamma Mia 2. Cannot, As much as I'm hyped about The Meg, cannot put it in the top 10, and I don't respect either of those other two movies enough to put it in the top 10. All right. Let's let's start at number 1 though. Oh, we um, can go I, from I, I, the top I want to go down. I want to go top down. Okay, let's go top down. My number 1 for the summer Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I think that's going to be the biggest box office of the summer. That's my number 1. That was also my number 1. I don't have a I don't have a numerical prediction. I'll
1: go my number 2, I have Solo
0: Likewise Star Wars Story. Okay, so we're two for two.
1: All right, your number 3. My
0: number 3 is Deadpool 2.
1: That is also my number <laughs> number three.
0: Okay, what's your number four?
1: Number four for me is Incredibles 2.
0: <laughs> yep, me too. Number four for me is also the Incredibles 2. Um, number five, I have Mission
1: Impossible Fallout. See, my number five is actually Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: Okay, all right. What's your number six?
1: Mission Impossible Fallout.
0: My number six is Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> so we flipped these two. I kind of knew as I was saying this that I f- had a feeling that we were going to be flipped on this one. Yep. But I think it'll be Mission Impossible, Fallout, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, and you have it flipped. All right. Okay. My number seven, and I don't know why I put it at number seven. I missed a really big opportunity here. But my number seven, I'm putting Ocean's 8.
1: Okay. I think, I,
0: I think Ocean's 8 going to make a lot of money despite the marketing not really hitting with us. I think with that cast, you cannot make money.
1: I am going with skyscraper, actually. Okay,
0: okay, that's my number
1: eight. Okay, my number eight is actually, um, and you're gonna hate this, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania.
0: <parade>. <laughs> I mean, I do hate it, but like, it's it's only it's only like the second big comedy of the summer, because I don't think Teen Titans Go at the movies is gonna do very well. No. And, and Hotel Transylvania 3 inexplicably make you know, th- That movie series inexplicably makes like $180 million. Yeah.
1: And there's not many... Surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of animated movies this summer.
0: No. There's but. really only three. There's Incredibles, there's Teen Titans, and there's that.
1: Yeah. And, so. and it comes out over a month after... Um, or pretty much a month after Incredibles 2. So I think they'll be ready for another okay. animated. So that's I'm okay. going. All right. That was your number eight. Yep. Okay. What's your number nine? Number nine for me uh, is actually Ocean's eight.
0: Okay. All right. Number nine for me, I had tag. Like there's not a lot of comedies coming out. Um, and we talked about this last summer, how comedies have really kind of fallen down in terms of box office. Not real big, big effect. Maybe tag will break that. Maybe we'll break that system. Maybe tag will make like $130, $140 million. I'm not sure. Um, but that's my number nine. And then my number ten is Christopher Robin. Like I said, I think that movie's gonna make a lot of money. Um, so that's what I'm putting at my number ten. What's your number ten? My number ten is Equalizer Two. Ooh, and I didn't, you know what, I didn't put that shit on there too. <laughs> like that's a big one. That's one that's that's Denzel's first sequel ever. Director Antoine Fuqua's first sequel ever. Well, and I think it's going to get some
1: love kind of like um, John Wick 2 did. Because sure. similar to John Wick 2, Equalizer was one of those movies that didn't get a lot of noise that when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But got a lot of people that walked away from it and said, Equalizer was actually really good. It was <laughs> and, really good. And like you said, we're getting a sequel for like the first time ever. Um from both of those guys, and so I feel like, you know, it's it's a good movie for late in the summer that will have decent legs. I feel like going through the August September months, sure, even so, I think I think it does all right. Um, wouldn't surprise me in the least if uh, if Christopher Robin is more than sneaks it. But in I'm, there. But I'm going with the Equalizer. I
0: could see the Equalizer being. That's a good list. Uh, we'll 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 have to revisit this list at the end of the summer. We'll do a summer box office recap, and we'll have to see just how good we do, or maybe at the end of the year, after all the money's been tallied. Yep. We'll have to go back and we'll have to look at it, part of our, our year in review. But now I want to play a fun game for the last half of the podcast, or the last part of the podcast, though. This is something that we literally, literally just th- thought up before we were, we were doing this, and it's predicting what is going to be the number one movie for each weekend of the summer. So I have all of the weekends from this upcoming weekend may 18th all the way to the last weekend of the summer august 31st i have every movie that's coming out on those weekends and the big thing that you're going to want to remember is that again may you and you know this i don't have to tell you this but for our listeners the movies that come out that weekend well they may not necessarily be number one it's going to be a lot of carry over here particularly i think these first two are going to be really interesting um, so, and we'll do like a Rick, we'll do like a Rick David type scenario here, um, but for August eighteenth, David, we have book club coming out. May eighteenth. May eighteenth. My bad. My bad. Yeah, got it. I'm already, I'm already getting ahead here. We have. Um, I don't this I don't mean this like in a bad way, we, but it's the old white lady movie, Book Club.
1: We have Deadpool 2 coming out.
0: We have Deadpool 2 and we have Show Dogs.
1: We have Deadpool 2 coming out.
0: So can I uh can I put you down for a Deadpool 2?
1: Deadpool 2. All right. Final I will, answer.
0: I will also take that Deadpool 2. Uh that movie's gonna make a shitload of money. That movie's gonna make a lot of money. Um and from from everything that I hear, it should. Now this, David. I guess maybe it's not that hard. The weekend after Memorial solo. Day weekend, solo. Solo. You think solo is going to beat Deadpool? Solo. Yeah, I think it does too. I think it's going to be close, and nope. I, I think you don't I think, don't it's, think not it's not gonna even going to be close. Okay.
1: I think I think Deadpool still has a really good box office, but I don't think it's going to be close. You think
0: Deadpool still like rakes in like maybe eighty million on its second weekend? Because I think it's going to make like. You have 150. to remember
1: though, this is also the like the first weekend. School's pretty much out. And solo places. gets
0: like 150 200 How high do you I think, don't think I don't gets? think it's
1: going two hundred. I'm
0: going to say like one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty, and I think Deadpool is going to be around one hundred fifty. Opening weekend, yeah. Opening There's weekend. no way it's going to hold. No, no way. Second weekend, I would think fifty percent drop off.
1: I think it's going to go like fifty nine percent. Fifty nine.
0: So you're looking at like a seventy.
1: Because it's still competing with Infinity War, it's true. and now it competes with Solo. Solo.
0: Too. All right. Um. Maybe this wasn't going to be as hard as I thought it was. (laughs) Um, June 1st, we have uh, Adrift, which is the drama starring um, those two beautiful, lovely people who go sailing across the Pacific Ocean like a couple of jackasses um, and get stuck in a storm. And then we have Action Point, which is the big comedy coming from the Jackass crew again. What do you predict will be the top number one box office earner?
1: See, this is the toughest week to me because I think it's all about how far Solo drops sure, and how h- good of a hold Deadpool is still having. Sure. I don't think either of these new movies are in conversation to win the box office. Okay. I think, I think they should be looking upside of if we make 20 million, we're doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Um, especially like a, a action point where it probably cost them like a like, million and like a half to mil- make yeah, it. Two million dollars, whatever. <laughs> so I am going to go with I'm going to say Solo is still at the top. After. Yeah,
0: I almost considered may- thinking that like, maybe Deadpool 2 has a strong enough hold to retake the top spot. Still think that maybe could happen, depending on the quality of Solo. But Solo just had its premiere last week, and everything that I have seen says it's fucking awesome.
1: I think you're looking at like Solo being like 60-ish okay. and Deadpool being like 40-ish.
0: Okay, all right. I don't think Solo drops that low. Not on its second weekend, but we'll see a lot of competition. A lot of that's true. It is a lot of competition. This is when it starts. This is when this shit starts stacking up. So like, well, June. well, ahead.
1: a lot of competition. And remember opening weekend, it always gets the benefit of the Thursday night previews. So that's your true, Friday that's true. is way bigger.
0: I wouldn't be shocked if Action Point made like 30 million, but it ain't going to get so it ain't going to get to no. solo second weekend. It's not even close. No. Um, all right, June 8th. We got three movies coming out. We got Hereditary, big, well-talked-about, well very highly-touted horror film. We have the previously mentioned Hotel Artemis. And then we have Ocean's 8. Is Ocean's 8 going to have enough time between Solo and Action Point to take the number one spot? I think it's the big question. What do you think will be... Are oh, you making me answer first? All right. I'll go. Ah, fuck yeah. it. I've, <laughs> a, I've made you answer first a couple of times. I think Oceans 8 is going to have enough. I think Oceans 8 probably has an opening. Uh I'm thinking maybe like a 70 75 million opening. Really? Yeah, I think I think if they gear up, if they gear up the the marketing on it. I mean, you got to remember the 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 kind of socio-political climate that we're living in. Sure. The you know, Girl power, all that shit. You have Anne Hathaway, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett. These are cross generational stars.
1: But I, I think, I think it. Takes, I think it
0: could. I think it opens around seventy, give or take five.
1: I'm gonna say it opens around fifty, but that's still enough to take on okay. the top spot.
0: All right, so let's start putting some caveats in here around seventy, and you're gonna say the same as I take my notes it opens here. Eight. And you're gonna say what around fifty? Fifty. All right. You gotta All remember,
1: right. fifty million is not a bad opening.
0: It's not a bad opening. It's not a bad opening. And you're right. Like maybe I'm a little skewed with the with the big fucking gigantic opening. Remember,
1: just because Avengers made over two hundred million doesn't mean that that's Every movie's a normal. Gonna make million.
0: <laughs> no, but but maybe like maybe it motivates more people to get into the theaters. I mean, I don't know. In theory, maybe. I don't know. Here's an interesting one, although I think it's an easy one. Um, We have June 15th. Now we're really getting into this summer right here. June 15th, we have Superfly Remake, which looks great, by the way. We have Tag, the comedy we've talked about. And then we have The Incredibles 2. So we're talking a lot of counter programming here across the board not to mention we have oceans 8 that opened. like we have movies that are very focused on specific quadrants of the, people
1: the answers is incredibles 2 yeah
0: i mean the answer is the incredibles 2
1: um and i think it's going to be around like hundred 130- twenty 30 million, okay. 120 million. We'd
0: have to dive into it a little bit more yeah. to see like what The Incredibles picked and what, what it originally made. What and like then,
1: Finding Dory made last right, year. Right. What and Pixar stuff like movies that.
0: usually make. I mean, Finding Dory made like $430 million. It made a shitload of money. Yeah. I don't remember
1: and what it opened at, though.
0: No, I don't either. But The Incredibles has been, dare I say, even more uh, awaited than Finding Dory was. Sure. But it also wasn't as loved
1: with its first one as the first Incredibles was. Finding Dory did 135 its opening weekend uh two years ago. I
0: think Incredibles matches that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good estimate. Okay. Uh a lot of a lot of movies coming out um the well, no. <laughs> Sorry. There's one movie There's coming one out. There's one movie the coming out and everyone's getting the fuck out of its way and it's some, because it's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And I think that movie makes I think you, that movie gets close to, what did the first one make? The first one made opening weekend like 200-something, right? Yep. You're running the stats right now? Yep. Our local statistician. Uh, I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom makes... 208 is what it made. The first. Okay, I'm going to say it makes 35 million less than that. So I think it opens around 175. What do you think?
1: um i think i think it's first and i think it makes about 180 million
0: okay all right that's close enough we don't need to yeah we don't need to notate it that's gonna be again another massive movie but usually those second movies they take like a 20 to 30 percent drop from the first movie so we'll just see i'm I'm sure that's going to be the case here um Okay, June 29th, after Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, we have The Hustle, which is a remake of Dirty Grout and Scoundrels, starring, I believe it's Anne Hathaway and uh, Rebel Wilson. Yep. I want to make sure I got that right. Yep, that's nice. correct. Nice, thank you. Uh, we have Sicario, as you and I have said, we're going to be there for that. And then we got the aforementioned Uncle Drew. So again, we're getting some, we're getting films stacked on top of one another here, mm-hmm. but I think there's only one answer.
1: Jurassic world. Yes. I'm going to go that
0: it's 90 million. Okay. All right. So we'll do I'll just do JW2 for you and you'll say 90. Okay. Let's see if it makes if it makes the 170 175 that I think it's going to do and it drops 50 60%. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I think we're both in agreement there. Right. It'll probably be around 90. Uh, let's go, and we let's go to July. Now we're getting into July here. Now this is an important thing I want to mention because we have Friday, July sixth, but on Wednesday, July fourth, the first purge is released. Now we're not going to count those Wednesday and Thursday numbers, but then that Friday, Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, uh-huh. and I, th- I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to have enough. Because the first Ant-Man didn't open gigantic. No. Appropriately enough. (laughs) Um, But with the momentum of Infinity War, I think that Ant-Man's taken the top spot. It did 57 million. It did 57. I think it's going to make more than that. And I think that Jurassic World is probably going to be around 50 for that third weekend. So I think it's going to beat it. I think it'll beat it pretty handily. I'm, I'm anticipating like at least a 70, 75, maybe even more, maybe 90. I'm going to Ant-Man and the Wasp Okay, as well. All right. We'll keep that. A lot of these were in agreement. I mean, we, we've been doing this. We're pros here. Um, then the following weekend, we have
1: Hotel Transylvania and Skyscraper. Mm. So this becomes interesting because neither of those are movies that scream like $100 million opening weekend. No. But at the same time... They don't scream like flop of like 10 million opening. Not at all. So you got would. something coming off of a potentially as you you think 70 million, do you think Transylvania and Skyscraper have more than 35-40 million in them?
0: I do. I do. It's this is going to be a close one. I could see all three of these movies. Ant Man. This is probably going to be the hardest weekend because I can see Hotel Transylvania three making north of fifty million. I could see Skyscraper making north of fifty million. And depending on how big the opening is for Ant Man and the Wasp, let's say it does go closer to ninety, I could see Ant Man and the Wasp being very close to fifty million as well.
1: Ooh, this is a tough one. I'll give you my answer because I already know. Okay. Skyscraper,
0: man. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I, how do you bet against the Rock? <laughs> the Rock You can't bet against the Rock. Like the guy is everywhere. And then as that, as we get closer to that movie, we're gonna get the marketing power of the Rock versus the marketing power of. That's what they pay him for, of right? Disney. And so they pay him one million dollars extra for, in his contract. Good for him, by the way. He uh, just, just to put it in perspective, to
1: me, I put Skyscraper in a similar category is San Andreas when it was coming out. Okay. Um San Andreas came out in the midst of summer movie craziness, mm-hmm. May 29th, and it made 54 million. That's I think if if it makes if Skyscraper does 54 million, I think it wins.
0: Okay. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on I that think one Hotel yeah.
1: Transylvania's
0: Max is probably in like the 40s. That fucking range. movie makes, because like the first, the second weekend, like that those movies make too much. Look up real quick for us. How much did Hotel Transylvania 2 make in its opening weekend? Maybe it's less than I think.
1: 48 million. Okay. First, oh, well. first one made 42, second one made 48. 48. So third
0: one. I think the third one's gonna have to go down from that.
1: I think it like I said, I think
0: it'll be right around 40. It'll be an interesting weekend that weekend. Um, what do we got coming up on July tw- uh, well I'm gonna let you take July 20th because it's your boy. Equalizer two. Yeah.
1: Mamma Mia, here we go again. Hmm. And Unfriended. Unfriended. The dark web. What the fuck is this? Get out of here with this. Anyways. Okay. Go um ahead. this one's really tough because yeah. You don't know. I mean, Equalizer didn't make a ton when nope. it first came out. No. Nope. Um, to be specific, it made thirty-four million. Okay. I think it is going to have a John Wick type of reaction where it's going to be north of that in its sequel. Um, and so I'm going to go Equalizer. I think Equalizer will edge out all the the carryovers. I think the Friday night pre or the Thursday night previews push it over the it wouldn't surprise me if it's not the highest movie on Saturday okay but I think overall the course of
0: the whole weekend it's the number one movie okay okay now the big thing I want to know is I want to know what the, what the fucking Mamma Mia did let's see here the first Mamma Mia that weekend was twenty seven million. it was 27 Hmm. That movie
1: looks like garbage. It's not making more than twenty seven. So million. we're
0: saying. So what did you say? Did you say we're going the Equalizer?
1: I'm going Equalizer too. Hmm. Or you can go Skyscraper carryover or Hotel Transylvania with being an animated movie. With no, I don't. A as hold. much
0: as I love The Rock, like his the the Rock's films don't have legs in their second weekend. They have legs in their third weekend, their fourth weekend. That's when you see that like twenty percent, fifteen percent drop. So i that's where i I think the rock is gonna be in there, but I don't I mean Denzel's for a sequel. I mean, come on now, and that trailer, like he's just fucking up everybody. Mm-hmm. so i'm I'm all about that. Uh, all right. What's our last July weekend look like? Mission Impossible Fallout and Teen Titans go to the movies. Well, I think that that's a pretty easy one to pick. I yes. think it's gonna be Mission Impossible. No question. I agree. I, as a matter of fact, I'd go so far as to say I think Teen Titans Go, isn't number two, isn't number two. No, I would I, agree. I wouldn't. I would anticipate maybe a third or fourth opening, maybe round, maybe around the forty that we're talking. The first Hotel Transylvania, maybe lower thirty-five.
1: Uh, it'll be number two with forty. Then what's, you think so? What's, what's going to be more than forty if we're saying Equalizer doesn't even come out with forty?
0: Well, I guess you're right. I just don't know. This movie skews so young that I can't get a feed a beat, a beat on it. Like I just am like, I don't I don't I don't know. I think it's I don't
1: think it's gonna be forty. I think it's gonna be like thirties, but It'll I still 30s? think that's gonna be good enough for second.
0: Okay. I would I would venture to say, Jesus Christ, a lot of movies coming out in August. I would venture to say that it, it might not make the the second um, it might not make second place that weekend. Um but August third Mm -hmm. Got a lot of movies coming out August 3rd. We got The Darkest Minds, which is that fucking X-Men ripoff. Have Mm -hmm. you seen the trailer for that shit? Yeah. I mean, again, that's like a YA novel adaptation that looks literally like the X-Men. That's true. So I'm out on it. We have The Spy Who Dumped Me, which is Mila Kunis, uh, Kate McKinnon. We have Searching, which actually looks really good. It's it's one of those... um, Thriller movies that's told from just like a web camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that looks really interesting. It's not going to make any money, though. And then we have Mile 22, which is Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg. And then we have Christopher Robin. Now, again, I think Christopher Robin's going to make a lot of money. But as we sit here right now, will it make enough money to beat out Mission Impossible Fallout at the beginning of August? I don't know. Kids are still out of school, right? Yeah, most most, most. If the, the kids are still schedule. out of school, if most of the kids are still out of school, and if Disney puts its might behind this, I could see it being big. But I could also see a Pete's Dragon situation because that movie's fucking great, but it only made like fifty-seven million dollars. It didn't make a lot of money.
1: What's your answer? Oh, my
0: God. Hold on. I want to run those numbers on Pete's Dragon real quick. I'm going to answer it and you I'm go going to ahead. say Mission Impossible. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. The hell is Pete's Dragon? Find me Pete's Dragon. There we go. Pete's Dragon opened to 21 million. It went on to make 76 worldwide or 76 domestic and I think if it does Pete dragon's numbers I'm gonna have to go with Mission impossible as well but will it <sighs> you know what we gotta dissent at least once I'm gonna go Christopher Robin on this one I'm gonna make i am <laughs> ch- I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a bold statement here bold declaration I think Christopher Robin I think they put some money behind that and I think that that makes enough because what do we think Mission impossible Fallout's gonna pull in 65 70. What well, is the mission? Impossible? That. What's the Mission Impossible franchise at right now? Uh, it is uh,
1: the last one to come out, which was in 2015, uh-huh. which was Rogue Nation. It made 55. 55 opening. Um, but they've had some bombs in there. Uh, Ghost Protocol only made 12. That's
0: super weird. Why did it only make 12? Uh, that can't be. That can't. That doesn't feel right. Well, I mean, it only made 12. It was December 16th. Well, so it was it's...
1: competing with a lot of movies then.
0: Oh, I think it came out on a Friday. No, it didn't come out on a Friday.
1: Well, it came out against Sherlock Holmes, Alv- or let's see. What did it come out against?
0: Sherlock Holmes, Alvin and the Fucking Chipmunks. That's really weird. I'm going to have to dive deeper into that. That seems extremely low. Oh, uh, so it didn't do full theaters. That's
1: what it did. It only did 425 theaters. Gotcha, small opening. And then it expanded two weeks later on the 21st with 3,448. Interesting. So I don't know what the logic of that, but it came out with Adventures of Tintin and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Huh. But huh. that's kind of an outlier, most likely. It made 200. Most of the movies made between 45 and 55.
0: And I think weekends. If Mission Impossible, okay, fine. Let's say Fallout makes 60. Mm -hmm. Does Christopher Robin make more than 30, 30? 25? I'm going to put my chips down. I'm going to say yes, it does. All right.
1: Okay. Good to be right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next weekend, Dog Days and The Meg.
0: Yes. Statham fights the shark. Now, the question is, is it going to make any money? It doesn't have very much competition. I mean, Mission Impossible in its third weekend, Christopher Robin, Mile 22, I would be willing to bet that it's, it wins its weekend while still not making a ton of money.
1: I'll throw some numbers out at you. Okay. Um, mechanic Resurrection, 7000000 million. Didn't have a giant shark in it. Uh, expendables, $34 million. Still didn't have a giant shark in it. Close, Had Stallone in it. Transporter movies, the largest opening was nine, uh, $12 million. Twelve, Really? No giant sharks. Crank,
0: $10 million. Uh His largest opening— Are you saying good friend of the podcast, our good movie buddy Jason Statham, doesn't quite have the box office opening power that we might think he does? The
1: largest opening outside of the Fast and the Furious movies for him was Spy with Melissa McCarthy and at that, $29 million. And
0: he wasn't even the draw to that.
1: And or well, the first expendables had thirty four million, but again, he wasn't the draw to that
0: either. He was part of the ensemble. Yeah. Now the argument could be made. He's not part of the draw of this movie either. Correct. Giant giant shark.
1: I'm going on this one. I'm actually gonna go with the very unusual Christopher Robin
0: week two win after not winning week one. Ooh, that's very interesting. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. And it's that the Meg is maybe only going to... This is going to make me rethink my top 10, number one. But I did put it at 13, so I don't feel too bad. But I'm anticipating that the Meg doesn't crack triple digits domestic, but foreign...
1: Well, and we're talking about domestic. In I these know we routes. are. Okay.
0: So that's why I think most of this money is going to get made. I think it's put a lot of Chinese people in this movie. They filmed it in fucking China. I think they're going after those one billion Chinese dollars over there. And I'm going to say, oh, my God, David, this is so hard. You pick Christopher Robin or you yep. pick. Yeah, you pick Christopher Robin. Um, Christopher, I. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to state them in the Giant Shark. I'm going the Meg. I think you're probably right though. Like that's hard. Now this is an interesting one. Alpha. This, the
1: 17th. Crazy Rich Asians, yep. Happy Time Murders
0: and 3 Seconds. And 3 Seconds. Do any of those movies Man, the end of August the summer season really really limps to the end, doesn't it? Like nobody puts any movies on at the end of August. But then, like, literally, first week of September, and we get the fucking Predator. I'm going with Happy Time Murders. You think that that's going to make enough money? I think it's going to win with like 22 million. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to. This is where we're going to start dissenting here. Um, I'm going to go with Crazy Rich Asians, dude. Uh, I just think. As an unrepresented like culture in film, like this is one of those. What about
1: the Muppets? They're unrepresented. I
0: know, know, but but it's an R-rated Muppets movie. Like that's the hard sell, man. There's a reason it took ten years to get that fucking movie made. I'm going fucking. I'm going crazy with Asians. I'm into this. I think that there's a, a lot of potential there. You're into Crazy Rich Asians. I'm into. I'm definitely into Crazy Rich Asians. I don't know what this film is. <laughs> um, I don't know what any of these goddamn movies are, Slender David. Man, I know. What are these movies? Uh, August hor-
1: Slender Man's a horror movie. I don't know what AXL is. It's a family adventure. Apparently, looks like the ET poster kind of. Okay, and, and...
0: replicas is that? Uh, it's got some Keanu action there. Yeah. So. As we, as we limp to the finish line here. I'm going Slender Man. You think Slender Man's going to pull movie, it down?
1: Horror movies somehow always I have think, good opening. I weekends. think
0: you're 100% right. I think that that's a strategic drop um, because all of the families are going to be back in work mode. All of the kids are going to be back in school. and. And that young, that young demographic, that like 18 to 32 demographic, they're gonna need something to do, and Slender Man's gonna be the thing to do it. And then the very last movie, August 31st, just, just, a, a, just a massive, massive film coming out. This movie called Kin that I I have no I don't know what it's about at all. <laughs> it's got Z- Z- uh,
1: James Franco and Zoe Kravitz.
0: It does. It's got some Dennis Quaid getting some getting some checks. I always appreciate when Dennis Quaid gets totally the checks. turned
1: down that Dennis Quaid movie.
0: <laughs> totally phoned it in. God Topher, uh, I think Slenderman rep, uh, repeats. I think it's gonna have enough carryover, even though. Horror movies usually have a gigantic drop off, <laughs> like gigantic. I'm,
1: I'm picking out of left field here. You know what I'm gonna go with? You're gonna go with replicas? Nope. No. What? Scroll up. Okay. I'm going with Black Klansman.
0: Oh shit, dude! We didn't even. How well? Oh, I'm that's... gonna
1: I'm gonna say it gets expanded by then. Interesting. I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those like couple hundred theaters. And it's gonna end up getting expanded
0: by that week. Interesting. Ooh, man, that makes me want to change my vote, but I'm not gonna. That's very interesting. I like, I like where your head's at with that one. Uh, all right. Mostly
1: because I refuse to. Pick, <laughs> to pick Slenderman twice. Slenderman twice, or a or, movie called Kin. or anything or else for that matter. A piano movie.
0: All right. Well, we got the we got we got the picks recorded. Uh, We we got them locked in. Uh, You're going to send me your top 10. We'll get those locked in as well. But uh, I'm pumped for the summer. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. Give us a follow, a share with your friends. Find all of our reviews, our articles on popcorndietpodcast.com. And wherever you may be listening, whether it be your phone, whether it be iTunes, whether it be SoundCloud, you can subscribe for free to this podcast by just clicking subscribe. But for The Canadian Machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I'm your good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And we will see you next time. For the summer movies on a popcorn diet. Adios.